Welcome back to the EFL Freezer Crowd podcast. As always, I'm joined by Andy. All right. How you doing, mate? All right. Yeah. And Luke. All right, guys. Yeah, not too bad. Quite an enthusiastic hello from Andy there, actually. Wasn't expecting that. Get on with <laughs> it. <laughs> In a week where we've seen Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank become manager for a second time at Burton, the transfer window has opened and it was Andy versus James in this week's big one. Welcome back to the pod. Yeah, just don't look at those away stats. Just don't look at those away stats. It's all rosy at home. Away on Saturday, are you? (laughs) (sighs) Away we were. And as always, we'll start with uh, Millwall and Coventry. Andy, over to you. Millwall, how did they get on? Uh, I don't know really my my uh, mind is uh, foggier than it was at Forest Green on the weekend so <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately I can't call it off so. <laughs> yeah January's always a long month and not the best way to start the month for you was it but um, just didn't really turn up no I mean we could probably talk about this game all day couldn't we <laughs> And we will. <laughs> and will. <laughs> I think, you know, some say we've had two weeks off. Others say eight of the team had COVID. And God, did they play like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, the prep wasn't there, was it? We've gone 4-4-2 at home, which, you know, I stupidly said was a good idea at the time. When you haven't got the players to do it. And they look like they'd never met each other, some of them, on that day. Completely outplayed by Coventry, outthought, and outthought as well by, uh, oh. by Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can only really agree. To be fair, I think the eight days off or whatever it's been was well, it been two weeks? I suppose hasn't helped. It's hard to prep your team, isn't it? And as you say, you've gone four four two, which is something you've been calling for for a little while. But I don't know the lack of fitness in Kenza Hall meant you couldn't start him and. He looked like your best player once he came on, to be honest. But the thing that probably surprised me the most, and judging by Rowett's post-match interview, annoyed him and surprised him the most, was the lack of fight from you compared to to us, really. We just seemed to be getting to the second ball a lot more. And yeah, I don't know. Something that surprised me. Expect to go to the den and be not battered all over the pitch, but you expect to be uh, in for a bit of a battle and you just didn't seem to have as much fight as I expected. Yeah, completely agree. I think it's difficult when uh, Coventry set out the way they did. I mean, obviously, they didn't really have a striker on the pitch through no fault of their own, but few injuries, I've heard. few injuries. I'll leave it at that. Won't go on. Getting your excuses in early that last week. Yeah, and excuses were valid. And then, um, obviously, to see Matty Godwin go off so early, and apparently it's a reoccurrence of that same injury, means that probably going to have to look into that across the January window but yeah I was just surprised it was a little bit naive perhaps from Millwall to, to allow people like O'Hare to have the space um, that, that he was given you just can't afford to do that he's, he's struggled recently and come under quite a bit of stick from some Coventry fans um, recently for not affecting the game enough but when you give him space and he's on form like he seemed to be on Saturday there's not a great deal you can do other than get tight to him and 
as much as I hate to say it, maybe put him up in the air first tackle because he doesn't always like that. But um, yeah, players like him, Dabo and, and Hamer, who just, just keeps impressing every single week, seem to control the game for large parts and probably should have been out of sight, really, and then almost let you back in. Dabo did like run Murray Wallace off of the park for 90 minutes. Well, I would say 90 minutes. Murray Wallace yeah. didn't make it 90 minutes. Uh. <laughs> 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 no, Dabo was impressive, wasn't he? But it was it was more the, the O'Hare, Hamer, even Shipley, who I know uh, James hasn't been very complimentary about in the past, had a good game. It was just the fact that when we set up in that 4-4-2, I mean, he's supposed to have at least four players going forward there, which means the two in the middle. Just he's obviously just told them to sit back. I mean, Williams can hardly move now, <laughs> and he, the game absolutely bypassed him. And he's somehow played most of the game. And then Ryan Woods, who I mean should be our most creative player, is just told to just sit deep and deep and deep. And if he can't get the ball out wide, there wasn't much point. I mean, we looked a little bit better as it went on. Parrot looked a, a lot better than uh, what we had up front before, and obviously Zahor as well. And if you've got some quality on the ball, like Parrot, when Wallace finally gets on the ball and then Ryan Woods, we look like we could have maybe created something. But that was only the last 20 minutes. It was painful. We were, uh, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was embarrassing, really. A, a young Coventry team that on paper shouldn't be, shouldn't be touching us. And they've, uh, they've absolutely outplayed us. And they've deserved it. They sh- it should have been four or five, yeah. It's a shame, maybe, that... The two goals that they did score weren't exactly the best goals in the world. Although one of them maybe is going to get a mention later. And then the other... <laughs> There's no maybe about it. Yeah. And the other is just, uh... deflection from a free kick. Obviously, they deserve to score a few more, but yeah. I think it's um, one to forget, hopefully, but I'm not sure it would be that easy to. Yeah, well, I'll, <laughs> I'll try and keep it easy for you. I think the uh, interesting thing that you've said there really is the is the way the goals have come about. Like recently, we have actually struggled to find the net um, prior to this game. I don't think we'd scored in four. And sometimes you just need a rubber the green. And obviously, Cooper putting the ball in his own net, then a free kick coming back off the wall and then deflecting off the wall a second time and going in is maybe just what we needed at the moment. Had it stayed nil-nil for longer, it might have been a bit of a bit of a tighter game. I think you grew into it once you could make the subs. But yeah, like you say, probably one to forget. On a side note, before any I get any stick from any Coventry fans about Shipley, I do like Shipley, but I'm just not sure he's necessarily been up to it so far this season. Once he got going, he looked a bit better. But yeah, if it wasn't for Williams looking poor, he probably would have uh, just sort of seen the game bypass him as well. <laughs> no credit. <laughs> you, you say it could have been four or five nil. One small piece of solace you can take from that, Andy, is I think you definitely have the best goalkeeper in the league. Yeah, I mean, I'll take that solace, Luke. Cheers <laughs> 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 for that. No, he did make a few great saves again, didn't he? I think it was uh, Giles with a, a cross that almost went in. And O'Hare as well went one-on-one towards the end, didn't he? It looked like he should have probably chipped it over and tried to beat him at the near post. Good save. Got to kill the game off there. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah, like I said, it takes some solace, but I don't think anyone's celebrating Bart's performance after that. Uh. <laughs> Maybe you should get Jake Cooper up front then, James. That's, <laughs> Maybe. That's, what, that's what you need. He, um, he really went for it this week, didn't he? 
He scored the own goal and then did the did the second goal come off his yeah. backside as well? The very same. And then oh, um, <laughs> and then he's added one off his own crossbar. He was going for that, really going for that hat trick. He's, be, he's better than Bakayoko. Well, I mean, most of the league is. And <laughs> <laughs> when I say man. most, I mean all. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you need to put that one behind you as quickly as you possibly can. You've got a tough little run coming up, I think, as well. I think you've got few games that are that aren't exactly going to be easy for you but sometimes you actually seem to turn up a bit more against the teams that are uh, further up the league would you say uh, in the past we've been known to do that obviously we've got a bit of a gap now uh, <laughs> I mean the, the problem is we've got Boreham Wood yeah on Saturday they've just beaten Barnet 3-0 and um I'm scared because <laughs> <laughs> this show could be another interesting one but yeah <laughs> after that Bournemouth, Bournemouth away, which is obviously going to be a difficult one. But you're just not a man who's uh, sounding too happy at the moment. <laughs> I don't know. I think you know the league is it's just not really football anymore, is it? Without the fans there and the COVID postponements and everything, you know, give it a points per game right now. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Sick of it. If that's not the most. Uh... If that's not the most anti-football thing one of us says on this podcast, then shut us down. Well, we'll, t- we'll talk about Carlisle later. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest, it, it is hard, isn't it? I was sat there on Saturday afternoon thinking, although obviously I was pleased with our win and, and you clearly weren't, um, we would have had a much better day had we been able to go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think a bit of atmosphere and there's always a drink afterwards. You'd have been on the early train there. <laughs> <laughs> Pushed on to it. <laughs> Andy, my ticket says 12. <laughs> on you go. <laughs> no, but get- Rowett did mention that more than a few t- I mean, it was the old classic uh, manager's interview where he goes, I'm not going to blame this. And then goes on to talk about it for five <laughs> <Yeah>. minutes. <laughs> about the lack of fans there and... Uh, I mean, our home bad home form started before any of this COVID stuff, anyway. So I mean, he, he hasn't really <laughs> it's been going on for a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has. It really has. Which, I don't think you can blame anything. Which I guess leaves me with one question: Is Rowett on his way out? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the uh, short answer. <laughs> Yeah, I think in one of these seasons, it doesn't look like it's going to be anything above a, above a 15th place finish for us, really. So he's just got to stick with him, I guess. You'd hope something in January might might happen, but I mean, no one's got any money. So we can't afford to even sack him, I don't think. So <laughs> Please leave, That's Mr. Rowley. the saddest thing I've ever heard. It's, yeah, it's Holloway all over again. <laughs> well, he's out of a job at the moment. If you want him, <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Jesus, full time, full time banter merchant, isn't he? <laughs> no, Rowett will he's stay. He's driving away, coach. Holloway. <laughs> no, we'll hope this is a bit of a blip. I mean, it is odd that he doesn't seem to still really know what he's doing. But um, give him some time. I think give him some time. Get a couple of those lone players fit and playing in the system that he wants. Get this no fans behind you. Take this season as a bit of consolidation and move on, hopefully. Yeah, and um, on the other side, Coventry only looking up now. Yeah, I suppose so. Still too soon for me to say that, but yeah. We've got to look up, haven't we, really? 
got to look up. You got to fancy that. Dare I say it, Wickham are probably uh, probably already down, despite my earlier prediction in one of our previous episodes, saying I thought they might put up a fight. Oh, they've put up a bit of a fight. Yeah, they've been in every game. They're just losing it by a goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean they turned up? Mm. Yeah, the field is eleven. <laughs> what more do you want? Twelve if you count Akin Fenwa. Oh no. <laughs> well, ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you've got to think that um, that Wickham are going to be down there at the end, and then uh, Rotherham need to start picking up points quickly, otherwise they're going to be um, a bit a bit adrift, and then it's a case of one place left in. It's a bit strange, despite sacking Pulis, Wednesday picked up a few points. Derby looked like they might be going um, going up the league a little bit, although they did lose to Wednesday. So um, it's going to be interesting to see you get sucked in there. If you ask me now, I would probably say that Birmingham and QPR have got to be uh, very careful not to end up in that third spot. Yeah, it looks like Karanka's not going to last too much longer, I don't think. Same old story for him and the championship. Yeah, they're sick of him. <laughs> <laughs> sick of him. <laughs> Not me, the Birmingham fan. <laughs> I mean, if it was up to me, I'd keep them there as long as possible. Get them down. <laughs> That's a bit harsh for a team that have lent us their ground, isn't it? Mm. Keep them up. <laughs> <laughs> and um, talking of league positions, Luke, Carlisle had a Ooh. pretty big move up the table this weekend. Yeah, um, up, to, up to first place. Um, mainly due to the fact that Newport and Forest Green Rovers have won one in five each. Cheltenham haven't won in six. So we've kind of just stumbled up into first place. With a 2-0 win away at one of the streakiest teams in the league, Walsall, who won four in a row and then that, now they've lost three in a row. So almost accidentally, I don't want to you know, count your chickens before they hatch, but especially as the, <laughs> the, the, the run that they've got coming up, they've got... <laughs> Forest Green Rovers, Newport, Exeter, Cheltenham, Crawley and Salford all in a row. And that's third, second, tenth, fourth, sixth and eighth all in six games. So you'll have to ask me how I'm, how I'm feeling about my newfound team in the middle of February. I mean, with those fixtures, you can look at those one or two ways. You can say horrible run, not who you want to be playing. But equally, you beat those teams and you put in almost six points between them and you and you're really building on that good first half of the season. I think you're really overestimating how optimistic we are as EFL fans here. Yeah, well, <laughs> Beach is really building something is all I'll say. Yeah, he smiles at the end of every, every, if he loses, if he wins, they get something like postponed. He's just smiling at the end of it. <laughs> just happy to be there, Luke. <laughs> just happy to be there. Although the, the, um, ha- the happiest I have seen him is after the, the Harrogate game was abandoned when they were 1-0 down. Yeah, chuff with that. It's funny you say about a reoccurring smile. I don't know if you saw any of their um, transfers over the summer. Obviously, you were not necessarily a fan <laughs> at that point. But um, for every transfer that they announced, they had this picture of, of Beach with the player, whichever player it was they've signed, pulling the same pose for every single player that they signed. A folded arms, slightly distanced from the new signing. Until the point where... They started announcing signings by just showing a little picture of the folded arms. So, good old Chris Beach. Is it Chris Beach? <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> Beach. He said he was building something earlier. Was it yeah, sandcastles? Or... <laughs> the man who built his house on the sand. 
all to collapse after January. <laughs> the tide hopefully doesn't turn for Carlisle in the second half of the season. Yeah, I think I think as long as they keep Reese Bennett and, and, and Josh Coyote, if they can sign some deals for them, and I Hayden. think they've got the squad to go out. <laughs> oh, oh, Hayden, no, they don't need one for the rest of the season for Hayden. But yeah, as long as they can keep Hayden and Bennett at the back, great partnership as always. <laughs> Picked up another book, King Hayden. <laughs> no red though. <laughs> yeah, the, the, they won quite comfortably um, on Saturday against Walsall without a good few players. No George Tanner, no no John Mellish, and no Gimme Torre, who's left. He's just gone back to France for personal reasons. Um, I, ho- I hope he's all right because it's probably COVID related. But he has got to pick up our headbutt of the year award at our end of season party. So <laughs> talking about the end of season party already. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was it about not counting the chickens? <laughs> I didn't say where we were finishing. I just the only thing we've got: someone's winning a football shirt in our quiz, and Gimme Tory's picking up an award for a headbutt. Well, hopefully he doesn't. That means we've seen a better one. <laughs> <laughs> Managing a premiership football club is very much like running a successful paper merchant. Yeah. I have to instill trust, discipline. Um, sometimes we have a game of football at the back, so similar there. Yep, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's back in management. Back to Burton <laughs> for the second time. Something we can all get behind on this podcast, although he wasn't officially in charge of the game on the weekend. As he, he was actually the first to point out in his interview as well after the game. <laughs> I can't blame how Rowett made a few excuses. He was the first one to say that as well. Yeah, he was doing his fair share of shouting though, getting in there early. Yeah, I think he watched it from the stands, didn't he, this week? And then he did <laughs> say he was look, looking forward to getting uh, getting stuck in. Yes, they they definitely need someone to get stuck in down there anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Leaking yeah. goals again at the weekend. Lost 5-1 to Oxford. Six Oxford players in the League One team of the week. They just got battered. Now, they Jimmy Floyd yeah. sitting there wondering what the hell he's just got himself into. <laughs> they had nine men behind the ball most of the time. And they just got played off the park. They are, they're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> well, I can't see them getting out of it either. Sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, they're eight points off of safety. Nine if you include how bad their goal difference is. All the teams around them have two games in hand apart from Rochdale that have four and I'm quite looking forward to Rochdale coming back because they're like the Blackburn of the of League One because they're just guaranteed goals at both ends Rochdale's last five games won 4-0 lost 2-0 lost 4-1 won 5-0 and lost 4-1 guaranteed goals Rochdale went on to draw 0-0 <laughs> you just know it I think yeah Jimmy Floyd's got a lot a lot on his uh, a lot on his plate if he's going to sort this one out, and he's probably going to need to make the most of of January. Although I think, as we've said before, Burton will be one of many teams with a lack of funds, so it'll be interesting to see what he's able to do across the window, won't it? Although, uh, wasn't he rolled up in all of that fiasco with Sam Allardyce last time with the pint of wine? I'm pretty sure he was involved with some dodgy dealings at that point, but perhaps we'll avoid that for for the sake of this podcast. Well, yeah, he wasn't was, sat at the table. <laughs> and it's, Sam, it's Sam Allardyce. Which fiasco involving a pint of wine are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> I 
talking of Burton and well, their ex-manager, I saw something quite uh, interesting this weekend about Mansfield. It was um, Jordan Bowery, his dad Bert was uh, Brian Clough's first signing for Forest, and uh, and now Jordan, his son's doing the job for Nigel at Mansfield. Oh, lovely family affair. Yeah, nice one. <laughs> there was something I enjoyed in that game, which might come across a bit harsh, but might be quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> in Mansfield won the game 4-0, our old favourite, Ollie Clark scoring in the first minute, his first goal for the club, good to see. Uh, Leon Legg got a red card. <laughs> <laughs> Another tweet incoming. Yeah. Bowery hat-trick. So they're 4-0 up and they get a penalty late on. And they think they've got a young prospect there. Uh, Tyrese Sinclair, just 19, has been playing really well. They thought, we'll give it to him. Get his, get your, go and get your first goal for the club. Hits it wide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was us. <laughs> but also <And> funny. <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, they won 4-0, so it not really matter, does it? No. Hopefully he scores next week and he shushes the camera. And I'll know it's about me. <laughs> Yeah. Talking of uh, shushing cameras, did anyone see um, Jamal Lowe giving it some in his celebration to the Ben Foster GoPro, which I know we've mentioned <laughs> before on the uh, on this pod? Brilliant from him. It was just a matter of time before someone did it as well. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, I then saw that Ben Foster had uh, tweeted saying, sort of making his mind up whether to put the celebration onto his next video or not. And then the absolute <laughs> dog's abuse he got from Watford fans on the tweet <laughs> was just brilliant. <laughs> Fair play to Ben Foster. Love you, Ben, but this is pretty tone death. Death as well, <laughs> yeah. it says. Death. Um, <laughs> we, lost, we lost game, and whilst we don't expect you to be disappointed, as disappointed as supporters, a tweet like this isn't the greatest idea. <laughs> Someone just replied saying, lighten up. <laughs> Lighten up. <laughs> well, there was some um, some good banter on our, our favourite show, the uh, EFL on Quest, between yeah, uh, Stephen Warnock and... Uh, <laughs> what else do Quest do? <laughs> <laughs> good question. Uh, uh. Okay. Yeah, at one point, I'm not sure if I've missed this before, but Colin Murray's just randomly asked Stephen Warnock if he's had a hair transplant. Warnock's, Warnock's just bemused <laughs> and he just says no and then they move on yeah he does like a dig at the uh, at the guest doesn't he Colin Murray obviously uh, had a dig at I think it was Dean Ashton a week or two ago and, and now he's had a little go at Warnock so keep it up Colin yeah he's got his good band to Colin but he he fails to read the room sometimes <laughs> I know your audience so and we know both of us. <laughs> <laughs> By that you mean each other. <laughs> yeah, there was obviously a lot of um, postponements across across the leagues this weekend as well, both COVID-related and weather-related. Some of them called off extremely late, if you ask me. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see if any of these investigations into the way that teams have handled the COVID situation come to anything. I think the EFL might even be sort of suggesting that a few clubs have pushed the limits a little bit. There was rumours of some rule about if you've got 14 players 
that can play, then you can't call the game off. But then, I don't know, it seems to be some argument over that. But there's, there's something's going to have to happen if they're going to uh, be able to finish all the all the fixtures in the uh, in the allotted time this season. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've seen in the last couple of days, the EFL now upped the um, testing for EFL clubs to the same level as the Premier League, which, although it obviously should be done, all it's going to mean is more positive yeah. uh, results and we'll probably see even more postponements now. So it's going to be a really interesting next couple of weeks to see how many games we actually get on. There are only six completed in League Two. Yeah, I think on top of that as well, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see who has to foot the bill for that testing because if they ask the clubs to do it, the, the money's just not going to be there. So surely the EFL are going to have to cover the bill for the for the testing as well. But I think it, it it's just like you say, it's going to lead to more positive testing and positive results even. And, and obviously that's going to mean um, more games called off. It's already a busy schedule and some teams have... I just don't see how they're going to finish the season, to be honest. I think it was Accrington I saw over the weekend have still got 30 matches to play. And obviously we're only in January. Um, works out them needing to play a game every four days without a break between now and the 8th of May. That's a schedule that clearly isn't doable and it's going to lead to injuries and fatigue and any weather that could come their way or or any more positive cases. And surely their season's all but over. And if you look at the table, they're well well in the shout for um, a promotion push. So I'm going to be kind of keeping one eye on what the EFL are saying over the next few weeks and whether it continues. Yeah, there's only one thing actor manager John Coleman's going to be saying. Physically sick, to be honest. I'm, I'm rapidly falling out of love with football. I just wonder what's the point anymore, you know. Luke's quiz. Edit that in. Gets me every time. Must be time for the quiz, Luke. It is time for the quiz. Big one this week. So you're both going to get... (laughs) (laughs) You love it, really. You're fighting out for that Carlisle shirt. You get three lives this week because it's quite a big one. There's a possible 32 answers. Wow. Oh, God. Good God. <laughs> so, I'm looking for anyone who's won the Golden Boot in the Championship League 1 or League 2 in the last 10 years. Celebrate the end of 2020. So, one person you can't have is your old neighbour, James, Nicky Maynard, because that was 2009, 2010. Oh, I was going to say him. <laughs> <laughs> Nicky Maynard. Is he still at Mansfield or did he get the move? I think he's still there. Uh, I don't have a clue. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> um, blank as hell. I've got one, but it's 2010. Does that count? Must be um, a Millwall player. <laughs> there is not. There's no Millwall players in here. No, no, no. It's not a Millwall player. Of course, it's not. <laughs> I've only got last year's, and I'm not 100 percent sure it was him. Who goes first, Luke? You're going first this week, James. As Andy went first last week. Oh, God, I think this is right. I think. Um, did Team Upuki win it when Norwich went up? Um, oh this is difficult, isn't it? I'm going to say Alexander Mitrovic. Oh, that's a good shout. Um, I think, I'm pretty sure that... Um, oh, I don't know, actually. Uh, Tammy Abraham, did he did he win it or did he come... No, he came second, sure. Oh. Tammy Abraham. <laughs> Tammy Abraham. <laughs> 
Uh, was he set? He must have come second to Pookie then, same year, wasn't it? Yeah, must have done. Pookie got 29 um, that year. League one, Ivan Tony's got to have won it in the last couple of years. The last season. I'm struggling. You just got to name some big EFL players and they will be in here. So who have got promoted? <laughs> I'll risk a second life lost and go Adam Armstrong. I've got nothing else. <laughs> no. Marlon King. <laughs> no chance. Absolutely no chance. Not a name a I wanted to hear on the pod. <laughs> a couple. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There, okay. there are some huge players in here. Thanks for that. I'll, um, <laughs> I'll go for... Um, oh, God. I think, I, think, I think this is right. I think this is an ex-League One golden boot winner. Uh, Luton's James Collins. It's got to be otherwise on... Yes. <laughs> needed. Absolutely needed. <laughs> Jesus. Dwight Gale. No, well, 2009-10 doesn't count then, does it? No, that's what I said. 2010-11. Yeah, no Nicky Maynard for 9 10 um, You said Tony, didn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peterborough have had some... Oh, okay, I've got one. I'm going to risk one then. Somewhat, one of them doesn't play for them anymore, the one that I'm thinking of. Jack Marriott, he had a run. Jack Marriott! <laughs> oh, that's come out of nowhere. 27 goals in 2017 18. 27. <sighs> Jordan Rhodes. Oh, no. <sighs> so long ago as well, 2011 yeah, 12. Those are my prime years of knowing stuff, I think. <laughs> <laughs> 2009 to 2011. Yeah, he scored 36 goals in one League One campaign. 36 for Huddersfield. Jesus Christ. Have we both had two lives lost? Yeah. Yeah. the last. So So the next mistake will cost us. Well, why I I said Marlon King, I don't know. Next and probably last guess would be, um, I think Andre Gray won it. (laughs) No, it's not. Oh, he did. Yeah, he got a big move on the back of it, didn't he? Or... Yeah, he scored 25 yeah. in a season for Burnley. I think he scored 25 in a season for Brentford as well, but he didn't win the Golden Boot that year. When Palace got promoted, uh, Glenn Murray scored a hatful. Yeah. Scored 30 that season in the Championship. Yeah. 30. I've got one, I think, but I'm not that confident on it. I'll go for uh, the man who was, of course, on fire, Will Grigg. Hasn't scored since, has he? <laughs> 2015-16, scored 25 goals. Big call for him to be in the Northern Ireland squad for the Euros. <laughs> Doesn't play a game. <laughs> signed, <laughs> signed for Sunderland, dropped off a cliff. I think I'm just going to go for some classic scores goals. Billy Sharp. Oh, yeah, it is. Billy Sharp scores goals. 30 <sighs> goals in uh, 2016-17, League One. I'm going to go for uh, a name that I haven't actually heard for a while. He also got a big move, but then again, just dropped off the face of the earth. And I'm pretty sure he did win a championship golden boot. Mate Vidra. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he only scored 21, but he managed to get the golden boot with that. 2017-18. Got a move to Burnley off it, didn't he? Yeah. Well done, him. <laughs> <laughs> Over to you, Andy. Oh, it's my go, isn't it? Yeah. 
Damn. I said, I said, vidra. <laughs> I said vidra. Can I give you a massive hint? <laughs> Actually, no. It's the only one I've got left. <laughs> what would I do that for? So we haven't got who won the top goal scorer in League Two last year. You haven't got any League Two ones. I'm going to go for Tom Pope. <laughs> Port Vale. Thirty-one goals one season in League Two for Port Vale. I'm going to go for um, an ex-Leeds striker who again sort of disappeared off the face of the earth after a good couple of seasons. I think yeah, he might have even ended up out in India or somewhere like that for a little while. Uh, Scotsman Ross McCormack. Yeah, it did disappear ah! off the face of the earth after that. John. <laughs> Here it is. John <laughs> The big Barnet boy. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. It's wrong. Oh, no. I had another one as well. I've gone too early with the kinder. That's what I was thinking as well, but was it too early? I had, um, was it um, Mark McNulty and Billy Key? Yes, mm. there were Mark Minotti and Billy Key at Accrington Stanley. I wanted uh, to do the Billy Key one because he, he's had a bit of a rough time and now he's just playing like Sunday League, bless him. Right, the ones you could have had from the Championship were, were Danny Graham, Ricky Lambert. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he won it a couple of times in League One, um, 11 and, and 12 Rovers. years ago for Rovers and yeah. uh, and the Saints. But he also won it when they were coming up back up again in the Championship, scored 27 for them. Um, Daryl Murphy for Ipswich, 2014-15. And talking about Leeds players who got a a move off the back of scoring 20-something goals, Chris Wood. Oh, come on. He would have won with (laughs) Millwall if he played a full season as well. He was on fire. Yeah. Um, League Two, we only got Tom Pope from League Two. So the last few seasons, last season, Owen Doyle. Of course. How have Mm. we forgotten Owen Doyle? Season before, James Norwood at Tranmere. And then season yeah, before that, Mark McNulty at Cov and Billy Key. McNulty um, was coming next, don't you worry. <laughs> uh, one that I thought, I hadn't heard his name for a while, but my word did he use to score goals. 2010-11, League One, Peterborough. Ring any bells? Craig McHale-Smith. Craig McHale-Smith. Craig McHale-Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, so James has taken that one, 3-1. He's a bit closer to a Coventry shirt. Was John Marquis right or not? John Mark, yes, the Doncaster uh, Rovers. Yeah. See, I've, I've, if I hadn't wasted that life with uh, Marlon Talking of wonder strikes, uh, must be time for goal of the week, boys. What have we brought to the table? Uh, I've got a feeling I know that someone's going to have brought a certain goal. Um, Hat trick attempt from Jake (laughs) Jake Cooper (laughs) into his own net. So I won't go for that one. You're not wrong. I'm actually going to go for someone who's probably, you know, actually, I say probably, he's the best player in the Football League, Emmy Buendia. Thank Atty Dabo. Oh, sorry, Emmy Buendia. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Bart then, keeping it into <laughs> single figures. <laughs> no, it's a player, yeah, he, he's being linked with a move away. Hopefully Norwich will be able to hang on to him for the rest of the season, at least, so we get to watch him play. But um, 
yeah, ball over the top. And it's just one of those volleys that he's, he's come over his own shoulder. He's watched it all the way and he's just volleyed it in that not many players at that level could have done it. So I thought, well, um, before we get on to the, the not so good goals, a uh, bit of quality for you there. Yeah, um, sorry to bring you back to misery, but I saw a similar ball over the top for um, Troy Parrott at the weekend. I think he was actually offside in the end and his volley sort of, bit of a scuffed one and it's gone over the bar. Sliced it up in the air, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, and you you just think maybe more game time, maybe maybe a bit fitter and he could do it. But yeah, Buendia looks like he could do that in his sleep. um, He's a seriously good player and there's no chance he's going to be in in the Football League for too long, whether that be through promotion with Norwich or whether someone can maybe nip in and steal him in this window. But yeah, what a player he is and what a finish that was. Yeah, Farker said he's definitely not leaving in this window. And I think... (sighs) They have to get promoted to keep him any longer than the summer, I think. Class. And they will. <laughs> because of him. Yeah, he, he does look too good, doesn't he? And almost not fair. <laughs> 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 to be honest, I hope they do keep hold of him because uh, if they were to sell him, I could see Norwich coming in for someone like Gus Hamer at Coventry. Oh, there we go. He's done it to us before <laughs> with, uh, with Madison and I could see them snapping up Hamer. Anyway. He's now putting Hamer on the same level as Emmy Buendia, is he? <laughs> wins on the weekend. He wins in the quiz today. <laughs> Charlie Sheen over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've got a goal that you love to see, or don't love to see in this case, because I've bought one from the Oldham game that got abandoned halfway through. Sack <laughs> Dernley. <laughs> Sack Dernley. I could, I would describe it to you, but I've, I've watched it several times. I literally can't see it. The fog is so bad, you can't see the ball go in. Pro- prove to me that it's not the best goal of the week. Yeah, it makes a I good mean, point. Warnock made a had a little gag about that on the uh, on the Quest show as well, calling it an overhead kick wonder goal. <laughs> <laughs> Just reflecting on how I can vote for a goal I can't see. <laughs> Well, I'd rather vote for it than what might be coming up next. <laughs> what, a Gus Hamer volley? Oh, no, sorry, I'm not actually uh, I'm not actually submitting that one. I'm submitting Jake Cooper's other goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the own goal from Jake Cooper. Funny and a great finish. It's a great bit of work, high up the pitch from Dabo to win the ball back. Cuts it to O'Hare. Switches it to Shipley, and Shipley probably should have just put the ball in the net, to be honest. But I do like Shipley, as I said before. Comes back off the post, and uh, Cooper just makes sure 1-0. Yeah, it was funny, because the commentary at the time was saying, oh, it's just come back, it's hit him, or it's just hit him. Nothing he can do about it, is it? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of players would have been able to sort their body out there and get rid of that. <laughs> he just sort of clumsily just smacked it into his own net I mean yeah I laughed about that commentary with my old man as well to be honest <laughs> the commentator's really doing his best to stick up for him oh there's nothing he can do really there I think, well there's quite a lot he could do <laughs> just mm. anywhere it. but there <laughs> yeah. he could have got, yeah. got off the pitch that was one thing he could have done that game <laughs> <laughs> a bit like Murray Wallace yeah. <laughs> That goal was quite See, nostalgic for me because I played in a worse football team as a kid than you two. And we used to score those into our own net every single week. Says it as if it's something to be proud of. Yeah. <laughs> it was the only goals we were scoring, James. <laughs> it takes me back. <laughs> <laughs> Glory days. 
<sighs> Mom, we've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> well done, son. Me again. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I realised that by um, submitting a Millwall own goal, I'm unlikely to get the vote from Andy this week. So <laughs> I think it would be wrong for me not to vote for the Buendia goal, actually. It's um, technique. Is, is something that, like you say, not many players in the, at that level possess and uh, lovely goal to watch. So I'll give Buendia my vote. I think, Luke, I'm afraid I can't vote for a goal that I can't see, as funny as it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to vote for the Buendia goal as well, just to kind of celebrate the player who clearly is the best in the EFL this season. Wonderful Good technique. Summer. And I again, I can't vote for a goal I can't see, but I will nominate it because I didn't think I was going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I knew I, you weren't. <laughs> I've won something this week. But As yeah. Luke said earlier in the episode, Andy, take some solace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, goals, one goal of the week. Reminds me of this podcast, really. Just touch your class. <laughs> four, four, fucking two. Well, uh, last week's predictions on... Um, Dad bod for Millwall were pretty horrific, considering, to be honest, he may as well have not even entered the field on Saturday. Um, and seeing as our predictions have been a little bit slightly off <laughs> for the last couple of weeks, <laughs> and due to the fact that there's obviously FA Cup games coming up and probably going to be most of League One and Two taken out by uh, COVID postponements, I think we'll probably give ourselves a week off it. Um, so uh, I think we'll leave the predictions for this week. Um, I think something we might keep our eye on over the next week or two, though, is obviously um, any transfer deals. I see Stoke have managed to bring in 20-year-old winger from Schalke, which is not a bad start to the window from them. So hopefully we'll have a little bit more on the transfers when we come back after the break. So I think all that leads me to say, boys, is uh, see you next time. Yep, see you, folks. See you in two weeks. Has this come to? We're actually hoping that we see a good head, but uh, you just wait for uh, you just wait for. Uh... Well, we are waiting. Yeah, <laughs> going to have to at this rate. Jesus. Oh, it's Mansfield. It's Mansfield that are going to sign uh, Lucas Aikens from Burton. Clough loves him, doesn't he? So I love him. Cool. <laughs> you love Lucas Aikens. <laughs> yeah, played well once against us. <laughs> and then you go sign him. Have you yeah. just added eleven new players to your favourite list then? Or? <laughs> good gag. <laughs> some good nonsense. Give me some of that good nonsense. <laughs> That's what the listeners want. I <laughs> do good nonsense. Um <laughs> 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 We can tweet it. Four, four, fucking two. Play that again. I think four, the end of Andy four, was overlapping it. Two. <laughs> Play that again. I think James overlapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>